0: and
1: her name is Latina Nicholson. Let's introduce you, let's go. Hi, my name is Latina Nicholson. Hey, there, everybody. And I am the founder and owner of Nicholson Project, my home for all ideas for those with disability children. I'm the coach, mentor of caregivers and children of children with intellectual disabilities. And I am the creator of From Chaos to Collaboration, my coaching program. And I am looking to help families Redefine their seat at the table. So, thank you for having me.
0: So, I have a question. What does redefine their seat at the table mean? <laughs> yes.
1: So, redefining your seat at the table, from my perspective, um, as a disability mom or a special needs mom or whatever term is politically correct for the audience, I have found that people are overwhelmed. The system is designed to intimidate But at the end of the day, moms are the riders and the designers of that boat. It's their ship. They're the the experts on their kiddos. And so I help parents and moms and caregivers redefine their seat, letting people know, no, no, excuse me, this is my seat, and I sit at the head of the table. Oh, I love that idea. (laughs) Literally love it. She said, I sit at the... At the head of the table. They're not on the side. Not <laughs> next to you, Susie. Right here in right front of you front. at the head. I mean, position makes, is everything. Just like we talk a lot about inclusion is everything and representation is everything. Position is everything. People dismiss it as not an important place, but your position at the head of the table in the disability process from, from IEPs at the school to vetting therapists to doctor's appointments, you have to tell them what your concerns are, because they will dismiss you. And I can give you a really good example. Um, My six-year-old, he stuttered. And he stuttered probably up until last year. um, Where he just made seven, but he stuttered probably up until last year. And up until he was about five, they dismissed me as his stutter and they would always say it's not a true stutter he's just getting caught up in his words because he's thinking too fast having calmed down etc cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. but i continued to push and said no he stutters and once we did an evaluation we found out it was a true stutter he had difficulty creating letters um, with his mouth and making sure that the mechanics of speaking was correct and once he got speech therapy, his stutter went away. Wow, I, I never even knew that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> surprising to me,
2: but that's good that you fought for what you what you believed was right for him.
1: Yeah. So and I, I and it's, it's it's hard. I mean, when parents and moms and dads or families or whatever the makeup is, they come with kids that. Um, have disabilities or are disabled it's difficult to know what's the right thing to do you know you tend to feel like okay the doctors and the therapists and the teachers and the principals they're the experts and they should tell you what to do and you just want to do right by your kiddo because nobody anticipates not that it's anybody's fault Nobody anticipates having a kid with a disability. That yeah. is not the design. It's mm-hmm. like, I am going to have this perfect baby. Yes. And so, you're absolutely <laughs> right.
2: That, that's how we come into this world when we have our kid. We're just like, kid's normal, he's doing things. And then once we see that, you know, some things are delayed, we're like, hold on, wait. wait a second. And then when we do bring them sometimes to doctors, some doctors are like, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And then others are like, "No, make you know, just give them more time." And they do dismiss you. And sometimes with one dismissal, you'll be like, oh, "Okay, it's fine," and you won't look to it until later on. You're like, "I should have kept fighting for what and I thought up, was right," And yeah, then it ends up being
1: too late or like way late in the game. Mm-hmm. And and as we found out, and as most disability moms or parents or families would tell you, early intervention is everything. Yes, um, the earlier you start. The better the outcome, and so I coach parents in that vein, and I help them realize you have to be okay with the kids you got. Mm-hmm. Everybody like, and it's okay. Everybody's different. If we all looked alike, if we all stood alike, if we all talked alike, man, what a boring world this would be. It really, would be. <laughs> i really man, I'm bored. Wait, I can't even think of it You're me, I'm you uh, okay. right. You know, like why are we friends There's nothing to do yeah, and Like What a boring world it would be So that's the same thing with, with disabled children and, and our disability children They're different, you, this is the kids you got This is your package And it does not mean that your package is not great Yes. Like your package Could be awesome yep. You just have to make sure you peel back the layers You just gotta find it Yeah
2: we gotta find that awesome. And
1: there's not absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's my daily spiel. <laughs> As they say. It's like what do you what's your three minute elevator speech? Just gave it to you. That's it. <laughs> so why did you
0: decide to become an advocate?
2: Oh what's the story be
1: behind the Nicholson project? So, um, How I got, let me get to advocate first. How I got to be an advocate was I got my grandsons and I had a school therapist call me to ask me, could they do some evaluation? And I just had questions like, what were they looking for? Like why we wanted this evaluation? And the therapist kept, the school psychologist kept saying to me, Oh, we're just missing something in his file, and we didn't take care of it. Okay, well, if it's missing in his file, what is missing? I just want to know. Not that I was going to say, no, he couldn't do the evaluation, but I should be able to know why you were doing the evaluation. Yeah, just, just give,
2: give me some some pieces here Background.
1: So, I, yeah, so I can understand what we're doing. What we're doing, and so he kept repeating the same thing. And I, I was like, I understand what you're asking me to do. That's not what I'm saying to you. And he literally got angry with me and was like, fine, if you won't say yes, your child will just won't be, your grandson won't be any better than you. He'll never talk and he'll never be anything and he won't pr- succeed. And hung up the phone. I was livid. Oh. I was a level of livid that I could not describe. But what that did is it set fire under me. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't tell me that. I know you can't tell me that. I don't know why you can't, <laughs> do you, you, like, you? Like, you can't tell me that. But you definitely can't <clears> tell me that. Because you can't talk to me like that. You can't tell me that. I don't know why. And so I set out to find what the laws were and how it was. And I ran across um, an advocacy company who... In Orlando, Florida is one of the top advocates in Orlando, Florida I was going to hire them to be my advocate But at the very same time They were starting an advocacy class okay. The To hire them as an advocate Was going to cost me $400 for the year okay. To take the class it was going to cost me $600 for the year For the class And I was just like 400 somebody do it for me and I don't learn 600 I can learn how to do it for mm-hmm. myself and for me it was a no brainer Yeah. and I've not went back it, it is one of those things the more that I learn and the deeper that I get in it the other thing that I find is that black and brown people and people of color are so much more or less represented in this field Such a harder time navigating the system, and um, that just didn't sit right with me, it wasn't okay. Yeah, and so I took up the charge not just for my own boys, but I took up the charge to be a voice and a face for others that need some help. Yeah, Um, but so that's how I got here. Like, Like, somebody told me that. My oldest grandson would never be able to do any of the things he's done and able to do. He just flat right out told me he wouldn't to talk because at the time he sounded, I don't know if your audience knows any of this cartoon, but this is our running joke in the family. At the time he sounded like an old cartoon called The Thorn, Thornberries. And he <laughs> sounded like Donnie of the Thornberry. <laughs> 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 And, and, so, and we would be sitting around like and we knew basic signs, so we could communicate with him, but he mm-hmm. would not sign back. So it was Yeah, he felt like he needed to talk. So like okay, you can sign to me. That's great, but I'm
0: gonna talk to you back. Like I'm not gonna sign back. So we like <laughs> Yes, we understood you completely. Uh, that was great. Uh,
1: thank you for this conversation for sure and so because of that it was like man what do you mean because we could see how bright he was yeah like you could see it it was in there and how bright and smart he was he just didn't have the tools, and so i was like oh no this is not what it's gonna be yeah you can't tell me this is it this is this is is not gonna be (laughs) it (laughs) so that's how i got here like there has to be more yeah This is not the end all, be all. Yeah, it was rough though. Those beginning years, I just—it was rough. I mean, because so your your title is, and this podcast is rated M for moms, so it was hard because I think about and i thought about my own two biological children, who both um, had learning disabilities. I was a young mom, and I had a son who they wanted to put on Ritalin back in the day for ADHD, and it was unheard of as a family of color, you know, everybody was like, no, we're not going to do that, and we're not going to do this, and we don't need, he don't need that medicine, Yeah. And, and fast forwarding, it probably would have helped him a lot yes. with his um, mental health and disabilities, and then my daughter had dyslexia, and I didn't know how it's <laughs> not gone. <laughs> Definitely not gone. I don't know if we introduced the thing? the... Oh, by the way, hey, I'm your mom. Uh, I, no. know
2: <laughs> snip clips. Yeah. <laughs> she is... Uh, this is Devin... Mo- this is Devin's mom She's on the podcast. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah, so, you know, she went to school with dyslexia, and I necessarily didn't know how to advocate for her... Um, in a way that probably would have helped her be more successful mm-hmm. in school. I think, interesting enough, I think I've always had advocacy in me mm-hmm. because when schools and teachers did something that I noted that was crazy. <laughs> she didn't know why it was crazy, but that was crazy. So we're not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and I would make sure the school didn't do it. Yeah, Like I can tell a story back. A teacher told her in third grade, because the only way I knew to help her was that you send home homework yeah. and grade the homework. Teacher told her in third grade and told me that grading the homework homework was oppressive. I just give kids homework to reinforce the skills. And I tried to explain, well, you know, she's got dyslexia, and the only way I know that she's getting the information is if we do homework and you grade it, so I know how to help her. She was like, oh no, it's oppressive. I wrote a letter all the way to the school board <laughs> about how this teacher told me it was oppressive. <laughs> um, so, like I, said, I think I've always had that, that advocacy. She's chief. always had that in her bones.
0: <laughs> know, like, like, I'm going to
2: advocate for my kid, okay? I know what's right for her. I don't know what you're doing, but
1: we're not on the same page. She started grading homework, by the way. <laughs> Look. Yeah, so, and, and, but, and the interesting part about that afterwards Devin would come home and tell me, you know, Mom, she used the word oppressive again. I said, I don't care. She can tell you 999 things on the wall is oppressive. Is she mistreating you? Oh, no, she's real nice to me. Oh, okay, long as she's real nice to you. Hmm. Look, we, well, we now we all know the definition of oppressive. Look! did <laughs> the yeah, whole third-grade class knew what oppressive meant.
0: Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> yes. So who... Is it that you
1: intend to help with your business being an advocate? So I am open to help anybody. I think if you think your kiddo is struggling in school, call me. Reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Nicholson Project. And like, um, but if you think that you just in your gut, like in your heart of hearts, is like something just ain't right at school, call me if you are struggling to find a therapist and you feel like your therapist and you just don't match or your therapist is not listening to you Mm -hmm. call me Um, if you need some just insightful parenting tips um, because I've got over 30 years of not just parenting I've also got over 30 years of working with young people I used to be an out of school town professional so I've developed many and many after school programs so like if you just need some parenting tips or want to think through something or need somebody to bounce ideas off, call me Um, I am vast I name my business Nicholson Project because it is literally the home for all my ideas that are developmentally disabled Design. It's like that's my home and ideas. And when you call it a project, it means it's limitless. It, it's vast. I can do whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I love it. I love. This is one of the few places in the world, in life, that there are laws designed by the federal government to support your disabled children. To ensure that people are doing the right thing by them, like we don't get to use that kind of. So when someone tells you no, you can sit the law in front of them and say, "But um, excuse me, the law says (laughs) this, 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 and this, and this." So now, why we can't do that? (laughs) And so it, it, it is. It's very satisfying, and just to be real honest with your audience, why it's so satisfying is very rarely is that a win that people of color have. Yes. That is not a win that black and brown people get. Yes. Like, it's true. I used your law against you. How do you feel? <laughs> like, that's just not a win that we get often. And so to be in a place where you can get that win, yep. it, it's like, whoop, whoop, I'm done it, check. It's like, you know, oh. checkmate. <laughs> yep. So
0: where or like what do you want for your business in five years?
1: In five years, hopefully, I have some additional advocates on my team. Um, That would definitely be what's happening. I would have some advocates on my team, and we would be looking to purchase a building, because I want to design after school for children with developmental disabilities. Um, after school programs are not designed for those children. They're not, um, and you definitely don't see them out there for them. And all. there's right, there's not a place for that, and they don't have that. I North want there is, it's not great. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, we, it needs some work. It needs some work. Yeah, I, I want to make it great. I want I want children with disabilities to be able to participate in things that mirror what is happening in the typical world. Um, I think as much as I would love the world to adapt for my child and adapt and be a place of inclusivity everywhere for them, the reality is not. And so, I wholeheartedly believe that children with disabilities, to their ability, I don't expect children that don't have the ability to go further than they can, Mm -hmm. but I do expect them to be able to have the tools and skills and ability to be able to cope in situations that are not ideal for them, because they're going to face them in the world. Yes. Um... And I think it's important to for them to be able to balance and manage and know what's happening. Um, I, I come with a lot of stories. I, we, <laughs> we just got a story just recently which was a win for our ABA therapist subconsciously. Um, our boys are in a typical camp right now and the camp was amazing and created a lot of accommodations and so our ABA therapist gets to go yes. well I've always went on that first field trip mm-hmm. um and interesting enough the camp thing was junior master chef and so they watched the chef prepare um a meal that they got to the taste and my oldest scripts and so he's always got something going on so while the chef was preparing he'd go up to the chef and whisper, can I take your order? Would you like a cherry Mm tart? And the chef would answer and go back to what they were doing. The chef would answer and go back to what they were doing. Well, come to find out, the chef um, told our ABA therapist that she too is autistic. And she used to be just like our oldest. And so his behaviors, did not bother her. She seen it. She understood it and knew how to adapt and continue on. Yeah. And so, that is the world that I want my boys to be in. That's so awesome. So, and it was great. And he, he didn't even talk about the food or that they cooked. <laughs> he talked about the lady. <laughs> yep. He talked about, she took my order and we were, and she, the chef took my order. So that, it made an impression on, on him, him. As well. As okay. well. So, that, that that's what i want the world to look like and i want to be able to facilitate those kind of experiences i think that'd be awesome that change the world
0: <laughs> it definitely would and it'll open up it'll open up so many more opportunities for children who are special needs cuz they don't get a lot cuz like it's either like we're, we're trying out typical camp this summer yeah and we literally see How draining typical camp is for our non-typical children Mm -hmm. so like they go to camp they don't go all day mind you they go from 9 to 12 that's literally it they literally come home and go to their rooms for at least four or five hours we don't see them because they're so tired after camp because it is a lot to adapt and fit into a typical camp so like if there was a space for kids who are not typical, to be not typical, yeah, uh, together, <laughs> together, in a camp, too. in a camp, and they get to do field trips. They get to go and see stuff. They get to dye eggs. They get to do whatever we decide camp is going to be like. Yeah, I think more children would thrive. Don't get me wrong, my kids are thriving in typical camp. Like,
1: they, but they have lots
0: of support. They do. Yes, and if they didn't have said support they wouldn't thrive in camp. Yeah. yeah. So like they, they they wouldn't we would this is what week three? Yeah. We wouldn't have been done with week one if they didn't have yeah. any support. They've got, <laughs> got stop that week one. Yeah, yeah. they've
1: got lots of support. Like and and the camp itself was open to support. Like it's a typical camp. They made a safe space. Um so
0: they put stop signs on doors so my our boys know not to go through this door. Like they did all of the things so that we will feel comfortable sending them to typical camp.
2: I think that's awesome that the camp stepped up and actually did that because not all in this doesn't happen. Will, the, the It doesn't happen. Can't do that. Like it, you don't see that happening. <laughs> just just and so, be honest. Yeah, it doesn't like, happen. It doesn't happen. You don't
0: see it anywhere at all. Uh-uh. And so, like they did, they made a safe space. They put stop signs. Like, they put um, a no sign on the light switch. Like, they did all of these things so that we would be comfortable sending our kids, and our kids would thrive at camp. Yeah. And they are. They're thriving. They have friends. They do great. they, they, They do really, really well, but they wouldn't if they didn't have that support. So, like, it would be great to have a place where I could send my kids with no support, and they're there with all of their friends who are the same. And I just dropped them off. I drop them off. I them off. Them off. And
1: <laughs> and he's fine. Yeah. And they're fine. And, and then the ratios are good. Yeah. The ratios is not one adult to 15 kids. Like, the ratio is No, like, we're out here one adult to four kids. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> we like, it or, or maybe one to three. Yeah. You know, I got two hands and one in front of me. Like, It's <laughs> something. <laughs>
0: So like it would be great and it will also be good because
1: then my kids won't come home
0: drained, yeah. Like, I'm sure they will come home drained because it's camp, it's summer mm-hmm. camp, it's hot. We live in Florida, like, they would be outside running and play their be, friends, <laughs> and they would do they all
1: kinds of things. But it'll be a different kind of drain, not yeah. because they're, they're socially social meter, their brain, not because they'll be drained because they just had a good time, they tired, they, be, they wouldn't be drained because they're intellect and their social media has been drained. Yeah. yeah. So like it would be really awesome to have something like that. Because then more
0: kids would go to camp. More. Yeah. I mean my kids would go to camp. Right. Camp. Your kids are in the camp. So like and we just got lucky and we're like this year we're, we're going to
1: try. Right. Like, And I met with them. I sent the long letter. So just know that it didn't come happenstance. Okay. I found the camp. Like six weeks before camp, she I talked to me. Another. She's like, I think I'm gonna send them we three months still for school
0: and She's like, I think I'm gonna go send them a like, typical camp this summer. I said, you sure? <laughs> like, who you sending who to typical camp this summer? <laughs> Which <laughs> one of them? Which Not one? Both, we got right? two. <laughs>
1: like, I just want to know who we sending to typical camp. She said both. I said, you mm. <laughs> positive? And so then I called probably about twenty different camps to vet camps. Okay. And I I got my ABA on board. I was like, hey, if I send them to typical camp, do you think (laughs) you you can be there every day attend camp with them? And I mean, my ABA is great. She was like, sure, we can work it out. Just tell me what your schedule is going to be. Okay, so then I called, I literally called about 20 camps. They were like, nope, you can't bring in an outside person. No, boy, you're not to camp. Okay, how many exits you got? Yeah, you can bring the outside person. How many exits you got? 16. Oh, no, you can't. you not the can. That's way too, um. for me. <laughs> <laughs> way too many for me. Way too so, many for me. So, like, there was a lot that I've And then... When we got down to this and I wrote this lovely letter and then I talked to them and then we went and meet to see the building and we talked about it and then we went back a second time so that they could see the building and know where they could and couldn't go no, and like what it looked like and, and how
0: like this is what this is what they're gonna do like it was it was it was a whole process so it
1: wasn't like they just got to go to camp Yeah. <laughs> There, there was, a lot, there was a lot of
0: steps to get to, get to where we are right now. To
1: get to week three. <laughs> yeah. Week three.
0: And week three, like, and week got two, one,
1: we got one
0: looking a little skeptical. He
1: may not make it the whole right. summer. <laughs> like week two was rough. And week two was rough. Like, you know, so, and and because it's themed camp, what I know now, if they go to typical camp, I, I need to be cognizant of the themes. Of the themes, yes. Because like, not all themes are great themes. For our children, yeah, like Junior Master Chef Chris great. great. Um the theme, was art. The theme camp was called. Uh, it was it was an arts and crafts camp. It was like holidays, so they did crafts for all the holidays. Not, not great. so great. Not, <laughs> great. Oh, <laughs> no. No. not, not so
0: great. One, not. one thrives, because I have one arts and crafts. No, it's not his thing. Like coloring a picture, not his jam. Painting, not his jam. But if he can glue and glitter, he down. So like they glued and glittered and they taped some stuff. So if you give him glue, glitter, and tape, and gems, and beads, and that kind of stuff, he's right. tolerable. Like, yeah, tolerable. He'll tolerate. That other one, though, he'll want to glue, he'll want to paint, he'll want to color you thirsty. You can have some water, sir. We don't have any more apple juice. I'm gonna leave bug in there. (laughs) i
2: want
0: some
1: apple juice. (laughs) You
0: don't got apple juice. Oh pineapple juice? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) She looked like hold on girls,
1: pineapple juice. Bring me the
0: pineapple's in a cup, baby. (laughs) In a cup? Yes.
1: You need a drink? Yes. Watermelon juice?
0: It's not watermelon like, he looked at me and like, he's like smirking like, mm, what she said? What did, what is did the Say hello one? everybody. Hello everybody. Morning. What's hello. your name? My name is And
1: how old are you?
0: I'm seven years old.
1: My, how old are you?
0: Eight years old. And? And I always play Minecraft. Yeah.
1: Why do you play like Minecraft? That <laughs> you like to say I like Minecraft.
0: I like Minecraft, but... Okay, can you... I, a, always, I always... I always want fun moms. Okay. Okay, take your pineapple just to your room. Bye. All right, bye. Like always... Like... Like a gas... I like
1: gas. Okay.
0: Wait. Can I use
1: gas as a pet? You cannot have gas as a pet. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> See? <laughs> you can have gas
0: as a pet. Oh no! Oh no! No, we can't. So, yeah, like we are... Yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: that, that that second one, yeah, arts and crafts, not so great. And part of the problem is is the way his autism presents is he has a very, very hard time with social interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when there is gluing and painting and we have to create um, new stuff and do stuff, that requires teamwork and art and coloring and such. It's not going to go so well. We're
0: mm-hmm. not a great team
1: player, <laughs> you Nope. Know,
0: at I, all. I want to tell everybody what to do. Everybody You're doing it thing. incorrectly. You're That's now stupid because you did it incorrectly. Yeah, it's rough. Um, it's not fair because you did it incorrectly and now we messed up
1: the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, the last week as well. But you know, it's. A new week, week three. We'll see how it goes. Oh, that's right. Yep, starts tomorrow. starts tomorrow. Week three. week
0: three, and yeah, we got camp. And but it would be, yeah, it would really be nice to have a place for everybody to go. Um, because then you wouldn't be at home with all your kids all summer. Like, there are multiple, 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 multiple parents who literally have their kids home all summer. Like, they can't go to work, or like, they have to find a sitter, they have to do X, Y, and Z to make it the summer because there's no school and some parents just can't do it. Yeah. Or they send them to typical camp and don't disclose. And don't disclose. Don't say that, hey, this is Johnny. He has X excuse me, he has X, Y, and Z. Um, will you be able to handle X, Y, and Z? Nope. They just send them to camp and now they're getting called twelve thousand times because Johnny's
1: out here having a hard time. Yeah. And so I think, it's, I think that, if you ask me what I want to do in five years, that would be what I want to do in five years. And I want to be a place where people know that there are events happening, um, sweetheart dances. And I also oh, I want, want to decorate and <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Just lots of things. And the other thing I want to be and you'll see in five years, I also want to serve a middle school community and even though I am the proponent of early intervention what I've also come to find out those kiddos that are in 6th through 8th grade really have nothing they're not small so they don't really fit in with some of the events that happen because it's early intervention, they're designed for little kiddos Mm -hmm. etc 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 and then they're not big, so they don't really fit in. Even even though high school students cognitively could be middle school students, sometimes size matters. Yeah. And so when a middle school student or a high school student goes to an event that's kind of designed for elementary children, they look odd and they shouldn't have to stand out. And I know that they know they look odd. Yeah, we dismiss it as typical and like oh they're fine because cognitively you know these are their peers they know that those kids are smaller than them you know like they know that they understand what's going
0: on Man. They, 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 they just because they're younger their eyes work <laughs> <laughs> and they can see what's going on around them right. their eyes
1: work just <laughs> yeah, so that is the other thing. I want to serve older children. Because one day my boys are going to be older. Yeah, And ain't nobody serving them. Mm-hmm. And so if Very I start true. now, mm-hmm. by the time my boys are older, it, then we'll you'll be, be serving them <laughs> and more right, children. And more. It'll be a solid place.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's my five-year plan. I think that's awesome. Um think that what you have going on is amazing because I'm here for it. You know I'm here for it. The 4th of July is around the corner. Ain't nobody got time. We ain't celebrating being American at this point. We're really (laughs) not. (laughs) We're not talking about that today. What are you, since you're an advocate and advocacy
0: does not really happen over the summer, what are you doing during the summertime?
1: So over the summer I create curricula and e-guides and Stuff like that. And actually, I work with, this is the time that I also do a lot of coaching and one-on-one coaching with my clients over the summer. We create game plans because you would think the summer is a long time. It's not. It's really not. It is not. It's like this. Especially here. So, like, we ended school in May. Yes. So, we had all of June to kind of regroup or whatnot or whatever but it is getting ready to be July and for us school starts August 10th Mm -hmm. so what I do now is I do my one on ones with my parents and we kind of talk about what what do they want to see happen in the next grade Um, what things are you looking for for your kiddos and we create our game plan for next year and so that when we're ready to start in August which even though that's not the official fall Mm-hmm. But all moms know August is fall. August, <laughs> August is fall. <laughs> that, That's our fall. So when we
0: start school. <laughs> it's <laughs> the heat of the summer here, but that's fall. That's fall. It <laughs> is.
1: August is fall. So when we hit fall, we are, we don't feel rushed. Because the worst thing in the world, even as an advocate or a special need mom, is to be in a place where you are at your wit's end. And nothing is happening, and you can see time running out. Yeah, because remember, we we redefine the seats, and we want to move chaos and make it collaboration. So if we plan early, we know where we're going, and we got a roadmap. So that's one of the things I do over the summer. I also make my own plans for my own kiddos over the summer, Um, and like I said, I do eBooks and digital marketing and. Creating curriculum for <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. For my um parents and my um my media audience. Like I've got an ebook out now that are five steps in how to manage a breakdown. And so to just give you a new perspective on what it looks like. <coughs> <coughs> mm. Chatty Kathy now needs some water. <laughs> uh, <coughs>
2: water. <coughs> now one of my <coughs> oh excuse me. Denise. knees. The knees. Y'all both didn't did mm-hmm. not relax your knees. Um now you are you can only be an advocate in the state of Florida, right? Nope. No. Okay you can be an
1: advocate <coughs> I've got Chicago clients. Oh. And I've got um I've got a client in Tennessee The beauty of advocacy in general is um, that there are no federal laws that govern advocacy. Okay. So once you learn the law, you can be an advocate. So I teach you what I know. You then are now an advocate. Okay. And you can advocate across the country where it's different is states get to create their own laws around disabilities and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. However, the state's law cannot supersede federal law, meaning whatever the states decide, it can't be bigger than what the federal government decided. Okay. And so federal government laws end all be all. So when you're in another state, and I get clients from other states, what I have to do is I just have to research what where law. the laws are mm-hmm. okay. That's good
2: to know. I didn't know that you been I thought because you were advocating here, I didn't know that you advocated in other con- in other countries. Other countries, other, other
1: we, we, you going global? I ain't got that yet but you know. But she gonna be there, Look, right? Be That's here.
0: the plan. Like, I hear France has really bad services, guys. I don't, know, I don't know if it's true or not, but I follow someone who is from France who moved to Texas a while back and all of her kids she is autistic and her two children are autistic and she complains that France has sucky services like really
1: bad services Oh wow! so you know if you, you can make it to France and I'm sure they'll need your help well you know here's the thing you know people argue about the pandemic and like and only say terrible things about the pandemic but what the pandemic did for people that they don't really realize and look at the pandemic really made us global it made us global. There's not a person anywhere that I can't talk to. It yeah, is very true. It is set up now that we are global. Hop um, on a Zoom real quick, guys. Uh, yep. Zoom. Zoom. You, can
2: FaceTime, you can Zoom. FaceTime, you can Zoom, you can Messenger, you can do the Facebook Meta thing. Right, you got There's any, there's any right. way
1: and anywhere I can be able to speak with you. And in that same vein, that is how meetings are being ran. Yeah. Um, I attend a lot of meetings via this thing called Webex. Um, And so I sit in meetings a lot via Webex. Um, So, if there is somebody listening in France, I have no clue what France law, international law, is around there. I will tell you that. However, my best asset is being able to do research. So, if there's somebody listening in France and needs some help, reach out. We never know.
2: Yes, definitely reach out.
0: That you guys is Latina Nicholson from the Nicholson Project. Thank you for being on our podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um thank you for speaking about all of your things. Like thank you for telling us about your business, your goals, and what you see and what you want to happen because there are people out there who need this kind of information. So I am sure. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna help someone. I'm gonna say this is definitely going to help somebody. Again, it's Nicholson Project Instagram, Facebook. You can find her. We'll
1: definitely Nicholson spelled five cent son. Yes. So it's spelled N I C K E L S O N Project. Um, If you go to my Instagram, the link to my newsletter is in the bio. Um, You click the link, sign up. You can stay abreast of what's happening new. If I bring out new information, you'll be the first to know. Um, but, yeah, I, I like to help. And this is one of those places that I think that we are mightier in numbers. Yes.
0: We're mighty in numbers in a lot of things, but that's for a different day, different time. Okay. Okay. But, <laughs> but thank thanks for great. having me. Yes. yes. Thank you for thank being on. Thank you so much. much. And that is Rated M for Mom. Stay tuned for the next episode.